114 episodes and Dino said it wouldn't last a week. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, help say that because it's such a negative tone. No, of course not. Have a good time. But you guys got me thinking. No, of course not. Maybe we should do a little Have trip a good time. together. Hell yeah. You guys got me thinking. Where to? Maybe we should do a little trip together. Hell yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> Cabo San Lucas is beautiful to stand. Hey, isn't it spring break? Well, I hope not. E would be real upset if he missed spring break. E always did appreciate a good old-fashioned wet t-shirt contest. Nah, he's gonna have a great time. Excuse me, can I have another shot of Patron? Those put the room. All right, get it in here. Cabo. Cabo. Woo. Yeah. Hola, Pyros. From the Castle Star in Cabo San Lucas, the last corner of Mexico. This is the Brigada de Fuegos Artificiales. This Pyro podcast, celebrating the people and passion of fireworks, is sponsored by Star Fireworks in Fargo, North Dakota. And now, two guys sitting at Land's End and searching every corner for more fireworks. Here's Johnny Star y Ron El Banquero. What is this job all about? Yeah. Ron, it is Friday night. You know how exciting that is for me. You are, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, uh, this morning you said you were going to, your quote was, I'm going to roll till five. That's what I was thinking. And I said, I roll till about one. And Paul said, you haven't rolled since 2003. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah, that, that's not nice, man. Paul's I, very witty this trip, I he, have to say. He is very witty, but yes. that's not nice. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not like Paul's a spring chicken out there. No. And, um, <clears throat> you know, Paul will roll to five, but, you know, he needs, he needs some help. He needs help. Yeah, Paul needs help, man. Yeah. Well, yeah but he's, you know, he, he's, he'll get you there, but, he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's willing to try. He'll, he'll try and go the extra round. You won't even try. No, no. Well, yeah. I, you I, give up. You give up real easy. You know, in my defense, this has been a working vacation. I've been working. I was up at 6 o'clock this morning while you all were sleeping. Mm, 5.30, yeah, yeah. actually, because I, I, had, I had to be on a conference call at 7, yeah. which was 7 Chicago time, and it was 6 here. So I had to wake up at 5.40 to log on and do all my magic. Yeah, I mean, what makes you think that the rest of us, are, uh, the rest of us, meaning me, is sleeping when I'm in, you're in a 26 foot high ceiling room and the echoes are going into my bedroom? No, no, I had headphones on this morning. <laughs> you could, you barely heard me. I was like a church mouse. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gumdrop. Maybe a church mouse in a Jewish church. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're here for our annual Super Bowl party, and uh, you know, and we do a podcast out here, and it's this is like five or six years that we've been doing this. Yes. Uh, we had our Super Bowl at Abilengo. It went well. It sure did. Our team, well, my team won anyways. I don't know about everybody else's. I thought you hate Los Angeles. I hate L.A., but, I mean, I wanted San Francisco to win. Right. But when they lost, I, I went with L.A. Yeah. Um, I don't like L.A., but, I mean, you can't take it away from the Rams. You hate all things California. I, mostly, yes. We, we verified that with you and Steve Hauser. We interviewed Steve Hauser while, for, while we were here, and so we'll, have, we'll play that at the end of if you haven't seen our Steve Hauser interview, uh, President of NFA, you could check out our YouTube channel. It's up there already. A lot of, 
lot of good info Steve gave us. Yes, he did. Uh, with regards, As always. With regards to shipping, with regards to the new regulations in China, with regards to all that stuff, and <clears throat> and some info on the uh, Spring Expo. Yeah, Spring Expo sounds really cool with yeah. that uh, yeah. tour of the uh, uh, Mobile, Alabama uh, port, which will be uh, good for people to see so they can understand what I go through on a daily basis. Yeah, well, they're going to provide a free tour of the port in Alabama, yes. of an uh, actual shipping port. So that that's almost worth the price of admission right there. I, yes, I can't wait to see is. that. That's, a, that's like a bring your kid to Bring yeah. your child to work day. That, yeah. That's something awesome. So. We're going to be there, and uh, we're going to be doing what the Fireworks Brigade uh, booth. Yeah, we'll have a Fireworks Brigade so booth Probably there. some T-shirts and hats will be, uh, not hats, uh, T-shirts and metal signs. I was get some hats, some, uh, like, some knit hats, like ski hats. What do you think? Oh, well, might be able to do that. You want, is, want uh, the little Pyro Slut logo on there or the Fireworks Brigade logo? Uh, I'd say Fireworks Brigade yeah. logo, yeah, sure. Okay. Well, you know, maybe some of each. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll get some stuff. We got to get out there. I I got Kyle working on some stuff. He's he's overwhelmed like everyone else these days. Everybody's overwhelmed. That's the new word. Overwhelmed. And Dino started it about. He started it like in two thousand five. He always said, "I'm overwhelmed," and then now it's finally caught on. It's a word that's almost in every um, every household, every yeah. business, every company. Well, we've yeah, and I procra- I came up with the whole saying, "Dino procrastinates in reverse." In reverse. <laughs> yes. reverse. <laughs> so, but if I roll, stop rolling in 2003, Dino was out here, though, I, and I've not really, I've, I've gone to conventions with Dino, but not really hung out to party with Dino. D- Dino don't stay out till 3, 4 in the morning. No, he gets in that swimming pool uh-huh. till 4 in the morning doing shots. In the pool? In the pool. Nice. Yes. Yeah, he stays up to about 3. Usually I get home from the bars and he's uh, still in the pool. Um, you know, with some probably some Greek music in the background sometimes. Ah, those Greeks and, with that uh, Greek music. Yeah, <clears throat> and they just can't get enough of it. Pauline's son plays it all the time. Yeah, and then they'll go like from Metallica to the Greek music. I'm like, yeah. dude. And then they're in the pool doing <coughs> shots and stuff like that. They got the bottle right on the side of the pool and they're just doing shots. Oh, yeah, man. that's that's. So rough. it's a good combination of you drink for free and you don't have to worry about getting home. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Dino don't really, he, so he don't go out. At least no. I go out. No, he doesn't really go out. I, I go out. I just. He'll do know, a dinner and then come back to the house. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I wake up early. So yeah, well, he's just, used to those all-inclusives. <coughs> oh. So okay. when he's here, he thinks it's all-inclusive. He just stays right here. <laughs> Eats a sandwich, drinks the tequila, and then he's all-inclusive. There, there you go. That's yeah. all he needs. He doesn't need to leave the premises, really. He doesn't no. need to leave the grounds. No, he's got coffee here in the morning. He's yep. got his laptop. Well, he doesn't. He got a maid. You know, he, he got, got a maid. Got, yeah. So, yeah, he's yeah. all-inclusive here. <laughs> <laughs> You try you give him a wristband? Yeah, and I give him <laughs> I give him a wristband. He stays in his bathing suit all day, all yeah. night. This is typical. No, I go out, but I'm 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 uh, I need to be in by like one. Well, I'm a homebody, so I don't like to go out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too much. Oh man, I curse you! I curse you because I spend more money in that stupid coffee shop than Cabo Wabo now. Now that's good. I'm about time, and and the coffee shop's basically about as much fun as Cabo Wabo. <laughs> it's, it's a well, it, well, no, I, I don't want to say that. There's a band in Cabo Wabo. There's Alexa in in, in the yeah, coffee shop. Some Spanish jazz music today. You can change it. Ask Alexa. I, I, doesn't she only recognize Spanish? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> Google it and, I, and then let it play. There was a guy there today in the coffee shop, and he was so interested in all your machinery there. He was like, oh yeah, taking pictures of the roaster, and he wanted. He thought when he bought, he bought some coffee to go to, you know, the the stuff in the bag to take home to brew. He bought some of that. But he thought 
that they were going to put it in the big machine and make it for him. He didn't understand the whole concept. And I, I actually straightened him out. I said, no, they, you can come back later and they might be roasting it. But I said, it's already roasted. They're just going to grind it up for you and put it in a bag. Yeah. I think he was a little disappointed. Don't you think that was like a giant grinder? Yeah. We're going to just fire that puppy up for, <laughs> for everyone. pound of coffee. Yes. <laughs> okay. Here we go. It's like a turbine yeah. jet engine coming out. Smoke oh. all over and do this for one bag. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. I think that's what he thought. So, yep. but the, we, I straightened him out. But I'm, I'm bringing six bags of that junk home with me. <laughs> junk. That's, it's like the devil's brew. I hate coffee. Well, I don't know about oh, that. Man. Cabo, Cabo. This, this trip, I've, I've, I've realized more that this town is, is just, especially lately, I think because you've, You've discovered like this late night scene because all the bars close at one, right? Yeah, one, yeah. Yeah, but apparently you could stay open later if you pay the right people. You pay the say. right people, yeah. yeah you, you pay could. the right people, you could stay later. Yeah, and the people who, you know, pay the right people get to stay later and make more money. Yeah, so it's a win-win for everyone. I think they're going to have to share some of that profits, <laughs> well, unfortunately, but, you well, know. Well, yeah, but, you know, you pay, and then you yeah. get those, they open later. But and, and I went to one of those places with you. Well, we closed down Saloon Bar, and then yep. Paul and Poppy went into the car, and then I went upstairs with you, and, you know, and you're you're just like, you're in your element. You're like, okay, this is fine, and I'm looking around like, my God, you know, I'm either three seconds. In this town, you're either three seconds away from an orgasm or a homicide. I don't know. I, it's like at any point in time, either one can happen. I don't think either <laughs> one of them are going to happen, but um, I mean, it, it, the homicide. A, a happy ending or a homicide. Yeah, well, like, a happy ending maybe, but the <laughs> homicide, um, you know, I think we're much more in fear in Chicago than we are here. I don't know if you hung out downtown lately. I, I, on that rooftop, you know, and then all of a sudden all these people, see, my, I I'm, we, we've discussed that in the car today and, and you know, how our, our personalities are different. I'm much more, you know, you're much, I'm much more risk adverse and you're much more risk tolerant. You could, oh, yeah. you, you tolerate any risk and any little risk in my radar, it goes off and I like want to curl up in a ball. In Ron, what you call hell, I call home. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was married and divorced. I can be a tour guide in hell. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's it's again though. It's just it's just crazy. The, this town is great though. We've been coming here for a long time, so anyone gets a chance, we highly recommend it. Yes. Yeah, and, and we got it. We we got a little party going on here tonight. Yeah, big party actually. You got the band going to be starting in a yeah, little bit. A and bunch uh, of a bunch of all. It was because there was like five dudes up there. We could see the house from here. Yeah. And there's a guy walking around in a apron, a chef or something. Yeah, that comes with a staff of uh, seven or I think it's seven people. It comes that with house? a staff. Yeah. Does it come with like girls that look like um, from um, what's that show with Howie Mandel? With the dealer, p- dealer, no deal. Dealer, no deal. There was like four girls or five girls that all came out at once. They're all in very short, sparkly dresses, the same dresses, and then the party began. There's probably uh, the people staying in the house, I would imagine. I don't think the house comes with anything. <laughs> <laughs> the house doesn't come with sparkly dress girls? No. no. You have to bring those. those spark- it's kind of like it's like bring your own booze, bring your own broads. <laughs> there you go. B.O.B. <laughs> that could be a whole new B.O.B. Bring your own broads. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do fireworks news. We are a fireworks podcast, John. Yeah, I know. I, Episode I 114. I can't believe it. Yes. 114. All right. So... I like that guy. 
I All right, that guy. you uh, you're aware? Are you? Well, it's you know it's very easy to not be aware of news in this place because there's, there's no news here. I haven't seen TV in like nine days. It's, yes. it's incredible. It's great. It's awesome. It really is great. And it's awesome. People should do this more often. Oh, absolutely. You should check out. Just just stop everything. I haven't seen TV in three weeks. No, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it awesome. really I mean, is. And when I go home, I when I watch TV, but but when I go home, then in the morning I read the paper. Or whatever. Well, you would tell me like what's going on, and I just yeah. cringe because I don't want to know, and yeah. I don't know anything anyway. So. Yeah, the California gross receipts tax. You yes, you love that one. So, all right, but anyway, so you, are you aware that there's a bunch of truckers in Canada? I heard something about okay, that. Okay, so at the gym. so the truckers are are protesting in Ottawa, Canada, because the Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, and don't use our podcast for news sources because we could be totally wrong. But yes, I think I'm right. I, isn't ABC, NBC, all of them are totally wrong, but they, <laughs> but they, CNN, but they yeah. tell you to use them. <laughs> See, you're honest. Yeah, I'm being honest. So, so Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, basically he's got these vaccine mandates and they're basically threatening to fire, not fire, but uh, eliminate truck drivers who don't, who aren't vaccinated. And these truck drivers are like, we're in a cab by ourselves for hours at a time. We don't need to be vaccinated. Yeah. And I'm sure some of them are, and some of them might just be opposed to being mandated to do anything. So um, so anyway, these truckers are out there protesting, and they got like a little party going. It's nothing like the riots of a couple of years ago in the summer. These are peaceful. There's bouncy houses. And it's Ottawa, Canada. It's like 10 degrees or 8 degrees. It's like Fargo, for God's sake. I hear they're lined up to Michigan. Uh, yeah, well, they they are blocking that they bridge. Were, or they something. did yeah. for a while, but I think they eliminated that. But, but rather than Trudeau, like you know, Trudeau famously said something like when the the other protests were going on that uh, it's okay if they're protesting, we'll talk to them, whatever, blah blah blah. These guys are protesting, and he basically said, "I don't want to talk to him." He fled the country, and they they took away, <clears throat> they they uh, they. Um, declared like a state of emergency in Canada. So now without any just cause, well, maybe with cause, but without any legislation or any oversight, the, um, they can take away your money. The bank can take away your money, all your money out of the bank because they don't like what you're doing. No oversight, no nothing. The, the bank, because a, a bank, me working for a bank, the bank will get authority to say, oh, you freeze the assets of X, Y, Z because they're doing bad things. The banks can just freeze assets without going to a judge, without a subpoena, without anything. In, in Canada, if you give money to these truckers or if you're a trucker and you're one of these people protesting, it's crazy. See, I, but you... I don't I mean, I don't understand what's wrong with people today, but you see everything is about if you don't do what I want you to do or you don't agree with me, people are right. getting very angry and very violent and very, um, you know, it's like you can't have your opinion, but I can't have mine. Right. And and if you have an opinion, well, we're going to freeze your assets. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But yet you see all kinds of other protests going around the cities and everything else. But I don't see nobody freezing their assets. Right. No, no. Right. Exactly. That That's the point. That's the point. But everyone is to the stance like, well, we're the government and we're going to tell you what to do. And if you don't do it, we're going to really hurt you the way the government can. But that's not the government we voted for. Right. Right. So, so it's kind of crazy. Anyway, and this how this ties into fireworks. I'm sure you were wondering. Um, see, I'll, I'll just read a couple paragraphs here. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau consulted premiers about using the Emergencies Act Monday, which he did, 
while an Ontario judge granted an injunction to enforce noise and idling bylaws related to the ongoing anti-vaccine mandate protests in Ottawa. City solicitor, the city solicitor requested the injunction Friday saying the protesters were flagrantly violating bylaws against relentless noise, idling of trucks, setting off fireworks, and open air fires. So these truckers are, are just, they're just having a little fireworks show, but you shouldn't use fireworks. Obviously, I don't think they're shooting them at people. I don't think so either, yeah. To make noise. But one of the drawbacks of this, you know, new law or whatever about about the noise restrictions is even if you wanted to have a fireworks show, you can't have fireworks now because of these truckers and because of these, well, these mandates against <coughs> Well, them. I guess, yeah, I guess in that area maybe. I mean, I'm sure that, but once again, fireworks get thrown in there just it makes the news. Yeah. It seems like it does all the time. There's always like, first you go from a truck strike to idling trucks, and then and what was the other one besides fireworks? What do you mean? Uh, it was like idling of trucks, and oh here it was um, noise idling of trucks, setting off fireworks, and open air fires. How is that noise? What's the I don't know fire? what the open. That's what I was gonna say. I don't know about the open air fires, and um, yeah, fireworks. I'm sure these truckers aren't just sitting around lighting a bunch of fireworks off. I'm sure it might have been like couple pieces but who knows yeah but once again it's just whatever big government says we're gonna have to do it yeah all right well that's it's sad though but you know we don't want the fireworks to get once again though the fireworks get put into blame always get put in it's like you know you know three homicides crack cocaine you know you know, puppy torture and fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> always add, the fireworks always get added. Yeah, always get, always get added in there. So you pull a guy over to friends like, you got any fireworks? No, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Then they go to, you have, they ask you if you have any fireworks first. Then it goes to firearms. <laughs> well, right. And that's <laughs> it's even, pretty scary. It's even at the airport now in O'Hare. There's the sign. Yeah. It says no fireworks. But I'm like, they, they specifically pick on fireworks. Yes. So here's another one. Uh, Fireworks claim live. We claims li- fireworks claim life. We don't like to see this. This is at a wedding, John. Uh, oh boy! Guests reported resorted to fireworks at the wedding ceremony. This is in Pakistan. Resorted to fireworks. Well, that's what that's the way it's written. It's really written weird. Reports said some guests resorted to fireworks at the wedding ceremony of a youth, uh, and when the cracker exploded in the hands of a gentleman, as a result, he suffered critical injuries and he died on the way to the hospital. But according to locals, this guy had been manufacturing fireworks in the area for long, despite a ban. So oh. it's possible he manufactured this firework. Oh, I'm um, certainly. I, I we we were. I mean, I don't know why it killed him, but I mean, it, where did he have his hand? Yeah, well, he Usually, it just blows off your hand. hand. Yeah, it must have just blown up in his hand. And enough. Maybe maybe the uh, maybe the uh, blood just rushed out and uh, drained him. So here's another one. Uh, It's in Tennessee. I know you like Tennessee, John. I met a nice guy from Tennessee today. He's a dive instructor. Is this another one that said don't buy a don't buy a ranch? Uh, No, I was talking to him in at the coffee shop, and he's a dive instructor from Tennessee. (laughs) And do you have a diver's watch on? You know, I didn't notice. Oh, that's the first thing I would have noticed. I I did not notice it, but uh, sitting at the coffee shop, you know, I always like to bond with the locals. But he wasn't a local; he was from Tennessee, so that's even more is even better. So I got to. uh, uh, tell them about how good hot chocolate is. Oh, the, 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 don't get me started on that hot no. chocolate. Uh, so here, Tennessee, uh, this is in Rogersville, Rogersville City Park. Uh, 
Although there probably won't be a concert in Rogers World City Park on the 4th this year, two longtime event organizers are planning on another f- massive fireworks display. Basically, these guys, basically, they've been doing it for a long time, and they're like, we can't just sit idly by and not have some sort of celebration on the 4th. We're going to try and pull off another big fireworks show again this year. Uh, they contacted a local fireworks guy, and uh, hopefully... They can they can get it done. What's the name of the fireworks? Uh, oh, uh, maybe you know these guys. Bob Garrett and Julie Smith with Dynamic Effects and Fireworks Company. You ever heard of them? Uh, no, I've probably heard of uh, Garrett Fireworks, but oh, when yeah. you said Bob Garrett, I thought, but now it sounds like, what was the name of the company? Uh, dynamic. dynamic Dynamic Effects and Fireworks Company. Yeah, I never heard of them. And at the least, a huge fireworks show can be planned. So uh, hopefully they continue um, to get some support. They're looking for donations, a DJ or whatever. If you live in... That part of town, make sure you sponsor that. Uh, this one's in uh, Kansas. John, local city officials react to proposed state firework bill. They're looking to increase the time period where retailers can legally sell fireworks. Oh. This is good. Uh, they, the bill would extend the selling period of fireworks from January 1 to December 31st for annual retailers year-round and June 15th to July 16th for seasonal retailers. Currently... Kansas and the city of Abilene allow retailers with permits to sell fireworks June 27th through July 5th. So you're adding uh, another, well, taking a day off on the back end, but they're adding another, like. No, uh, you're going from you're going from June 16th to July 16th. No, they're going from June 15th to, they're going from June 27th to June 15th. So you add two weeks at the front. Wait, end. June 27th to July 15th, you mean? No, so right now you could sell fireworks June twenty seventh through July fifth. Yes, they want they want a, they're proposing June fifteenth to July sixth. Oh, so you go one more day on the back. End. Okay, July sixth. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's good. And what what is it in Fargo? Uh, June twenty seventh to July fifth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we still open to midnight July fifth just to get that last you know. Yeah. Last home run in before we close up. Right. Well, I got another story for you here. Um, Shop owner fireworks law will lead to dangerous black market. I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, maybe maybe we could even do, maybe we could even do like a fireworks judge on this. Where is it? Okay. Where's my fireworks judge? Here it is. So this is not like a judge really. It's like more of an opinion. But let's see. Johnny Star, fireworks judge. This is in Scotland, John. Is now entering the courtroom. Uh, the owner of a fireworks shop in Aberdeen fears his livelihood will be destroyed if new rules come into effect, giving councils the power to ban most pyrotechnics. Uh, the gentleman of NHE, NHE Fireworks Displays criticized the Scottish government's move. Sparklers going off over there. Oh, look at that. Yes. Mm-hmm. We need to get the binoculars out. We won't see anything. The move to restrict the public's use of fireworks, which would affect some 170,000 Scots a year. He told the news this is a backward step, what is going to encourage a black market in which Scotland is going to be flooded with very dangerous and unregulated fireworks. There is no equality in the bill from the first page to the back page. The proposed measure would enable councils to create control zones where most types of fireworks would not be allowed, even on private citizens' land. And the proposals could also see the dates of fireworks can be so limited to just 37 days a year with dates surrounding major events such as 
Bonfire Night, Hagmanai, and Diwali. What, um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think if fireworks, let's just say fireworks were banned in the, in the, uh, in the States, like unilaterally, Biden woke up one day and said, I oh, just hate fireworks. You could do a bit. Let's see. Do a Biden. You got to wear the mask, man. You got to wear the mask. <laughs> but, all right. I, if I was in charge of the fireworks, I would say every state should have them. No, okay, but no. Let's say <laughs> let's say he bans them. Let's okay. say he bans fireworks. Do you think that would create this black market firework? Um, you know, wild wild west out there. Of course, it would. You think so? Well, what would happen? I mean, you wouldn't be able to import them. They would just start making. Well, them. I don't know. You might be able to sneak them into the country uh, some some way. You know. Uh, and uh, you, you'd have a lot of that going on. You'd probably be sneaking it over the border, getting them sneaked into the co- uh, country. Yeah. And then you're also going to have the people that go back to making their own illegal devices because, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. When you got customers, you do what they want. Right. So, yeah, you are going to, I mean, just like when Prohibition hit, what did you have? You know, you, yeah. you had people making their own booze and distilleries and yeah. private bars. Uh, you know, you close the bars here in Cabo at 1 a.m. And what happens? The cartel steps in and we open till 5 a.m. So, I mean, everybody, you know, COVID hits. And what do they do? There's a, millions of people making a ton of money out there on COVID with their tests and all right. their different little businesses and sanitizer and everything yeah. else. And then there's people losing all kinds of money. So um, the market always finds a way. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like Jurassic Park where the animals or the dinosaurs find a way to reproduce it. The market's going to find a way and it could be worse. It could be like this gentleman is saying. You're- it certainly can be worse. That's one of the reasons why they outlawed certain fireworks and regulated fireworks, because there right. was, you know, back in the 70s and 60s, there's all kinds of illegal devices being made and, right. and hurting people. You right. Know? right. 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 That would definitely come back um, if they were to try and ban fireworks. Sure. Do you think so? It'd be a big black market. Yep. Something tells me you'd still, you'd still. Uh, it would be small in, in comparison, right. but it would still get into the hands that people, the, the same people that wanted to buy it from the stores would be buying it black market. Most people, some people would be like, oh, well, that's illegal now. I'm not going to buy them. Yeah. But yeah. I think even with fireworks way in the United States, it's almost like that. It's almost like that day where the even a good guy can be a little, you know, a little, you know, fishesis or uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Um, you know, even a bad guy, that's a, even a good guy, the bad com- guy comes out on July 4th. We're going to get some fireworks and we're going to mm-hmm. light up the sky. Right, right, and, right. Yeah, he gets um, a little. He gets, you know, where all your life doesn't do nothing but fireworks <laughs> is like, okay, this right. is like his little, like his little, little bad devil, day. Little yeah, his little devil yeah, comes yeah, out, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, in the industry, what we see today is you see a bunch of loyal buyers. You see fewer of them. You see fewer buyers, but more loyal ones, and they spend more money. And that's right. what we really have in the market today. Right. Um, we talk about how prices go up in the market, but that's really the, the money generated by fireworks is high because fireworks are much higher. Mm-hmm. But the amount of people using them, I think, is a lot lower. But the ones that are using them are using more of them right. because they're your serious firework buyer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And I think what it would happen the same way. You, you'd still, you're still going to attract that element of people with or without fireworks. You're going to get those people to say, hey, I can sneak them in. Or it opens up opportunity, you know? Yeah, when one door closes, one door opens, yeah. right? Vice versa. I mean, you see in the legal states, what do they do? They come to the legal states and get it. Yeah, and then they drive home. They drive home, home and light them off anyways. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it, you know, it's uh, but like you said, there wouldn't be nearly as many, but uh, there would be still the people who really wanted to get their hands on fireworks. Yeah. Would still and the be. price would be a lot higher. So oh, yeah, the people higher. who drop off would be the ones that really don't want to spend the money. But to some people, they'd rather have fireworks and right. they don't care what it costs. Right. <laughs> At least we're hoping that for the season with the <laughs> with the way prices are. Yeah, do we want to talk a little bit about that? Do you want to, uh, we talked about that with Steve pretty much. You, want, yeah. you can listen at the back end of this podcast or go watch the video on YouTube and you can hear our interview with Steve, but I guess we can do the two-second version here. It's prices. Well, basically, we're talking about you know freight as an all-time high. <clears throat> um, there's still limited capacity. Right. Um, getting, the, getting the shipments from China to United States, and then when we get them to United States, there's still a backlog of ships at the ports that affects every commodity, not just fireworks. Right. So, um, you know, like Steve had said, or Steve mentioned that uh, he thinks it'll be better than next year, uh, better than last year, but we've all started from zero, so if it's still a little bit better than last year, it's still huge shortages. So uh, we talked about why Mobile, Alabama may be a great port, right. uh, well, a great port and also a great uh, expo. As we said in the past about spring expos, if you go to that expo and you see products you like, it's a good chance that it's in the warehouse right. uh, where it came from. So, <coughs> right. um, but once again, it's going to be a shortage. And I know we're going to be maybe 25%, maybe 30% down. Maybe right. last year we were 45% down, but right. that's, that's still down. Right, right. And that is true. We've talked about the Spring Expo before that it, there's none of the Chinese companies, although even at the regular Expo, there wasn't Chinese companies because of COVID, but <clears throat> there's no Chinese companies there. So if you're looking to purchase some inventory and you're a, a wholesaler, that's the place to be because you'll get meetings and you'll be able to talk directly with the bigger wholesalers, guys like you that has product, you know what you have in the warehouse and you know, uh, you know what you're ready to do. And we've also talked about, too. Well, I want to tell Poppy uh, we're leaving at 8.30. We're going to leave at uh, 8.30 tonight. Eight, we got a later reservation. Huh? We have a la- later reservation tonight, sure. so 8.30 at Edith's. Edith's? 8.30. We got to leave here. So, the, like, we talked about, like we talked about, the, um, you know, it looks like we're ahead of the, where it looks like we're ahead of last year, but there were so many containers dumped on us in July after the 4th of July that, um, yeah, it makes it look like we're ahead, but you know, those containers came in after 4th of July, which are supposed to be for last year. But like Steve and I both mentioned, we can't look at last year. We got these new 20 containers came in July. So they're for this season, but a lot of the merchandise we had come in was, you know, was because we didn't get it before. Right. So right. I don't really know if we're in any better position now than we were last year. Well, I think the consensus we made was, or I think I made the point was, look, there's no surprises, hopefully, this year. I mean, you know, COVID, and then you had the shortages and stuff. So there's no more surprises. And if you adapted well enough, it might not be, you know, the greatest of years, but it should be at least marketably better than what you had in last year. I mean, last year you had guys you know, power wash in the driveway on the third because you have no product and you were waiting for containers to come in. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but with, like I say, with the prices up so high, we're also going to see people buying less. I I don't, I cannot see how anyone is going to be able to afford any of this 
if prices keep going up of all the other staple items that we need, you know, you got gas going up and taxes going up and everything else going up. Yeah. And the price of fireworks are going up. So um, maybe the shortage in fireworks will be also equal to the fireworks that they buy less of because they just don't have the extra money. It'll be interesting right. to find out. Right, right, right. And and hopefully, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, hopefully people recognize and understand the fact that it's not like the prices have gone up and that means you're going to make extra money. I mean, yeah. you're going to make less money because you don't have as much to sell. And yes, and, and and they also, hopefully, people see a price of, of everything going up in the United States. Everything. Right. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, right. you know, first thing that comes to my mind is they walk in the in my store and say, oh, my God, your prices are so high. Well, didn't have you walked into Hornbacher? Have you right. walked well, in that, anywhere? That's what Steve said. Prices has gone up on everything. On everything. And you and Steve were talking about something, and I I think I got it, but I don't. And, I, and I've worked with you long enough to know. But he's talking about the multiplier of three or whatever. He's talking about that. I mean, it, it was like, okay, I get it. You just got to change the way you look at things, and, and you, you, you adapt. Yes, I mean, we're talking about multipliers on multiplier. profit, yeah. but, you know, you can set your multiplier at anything you want to do, and you can change the multiplier to justify it any way you want to justify it, but at the end of the day, if nobody you're not making it. as much money. Well, right. You know. Right, right. And, you know, and you can say, well, there's going to be, basically what it came down to was, well, you're just going to have to change the multiplier and be happier with what you can, what you can make. Well, that's not, you know, that's easier said than done we're right right you know right well and everyone is going to i should have asked steve did you change your multiplier since he's only in wholesale yeah well, yeah see you have you i have guarantee two, you he didn't you have two multipliers you yes have a, yeah so i guarantee you he didn't change the multiplier but yet he no, wants he the he, retailer to change he, well, the he multiplier. was multiplier he was talking to us about his retail i know he said he told us so he wants to his, his multiplier. that's my whole point though he right. wants <laughs> he would like his retailers to change their multiplier and be happy with whatever they got just don't mess with his multiplier. his multiplier <laughs> right well <laughs> kind of seems like a consensus of the whole world today don't do it everyone just don't mess don't, with mine don't mess with my little yeah yeah my little thing right here like yes nancy pelosi yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, exactly anyway but anyway listen to the the interview coming up and we have uh nfa spring expo mobile alabama march 16th through 18th um looks like a great thing there's the facility is a base where they're going to shoot the fireworks this is a hank aaron memorial baseball stadium we got pictures of that on the video um you know nationalfireworks.com and i've been prepared I, you want to hear i got some expo pickup lines you want to hear some of my pickup oh yeah lines? i love to hear that. okay all right here i'll give you one Anyway, hey, baby, do you like crackers? Because I'm about to crack off a piece of that. How's that? You like that? <laughs> I don't see it. That, that no. is a, the dumbest one ever. All right, here's another one. Fireworks, fireworks with me, baby, is like the Alabama construction. It goes all night long. Does Alabama construction go all night long? I, I don't I'm know. No it sounds good. All right. You're, okay. you're, not, you're not helping me. Uh, none of these so far, but <laughs> all right. maybe I'll find here's one. this one. So now, and we need to, all right, well, you, can, you can tell, you can comment on this one <laughs> afterwards. Hey, baby, do you know the Intimidator was named after my penis? <laughs> <laughs> and, this the, and, and my stuff winds up on the editing floor. <laughs> well, the, the Intimidator, come on. I, I know, but, all I, right, but all right, all right, I'll, I'll shut up. I got two more. My brother knows Bruce Zolden. How's that? How's there that for you a go. <laughs> <line>? <laughs> okay. That'll get you laid. <laughs> there you go. All right, here's my last one. I know I'm no Steve Hauser, but do you really want to date a pyro prettier than you? <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh God! 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know where those come from. You. I, I don't. You know what? I yeah. found these on my yeah. on my desktop on my computer. I they might have been for like Your when little we had mind is I found, warped. I found a bunch of pyro bumper stickers too that I had made, but it was probably made for the convention when the, we didn't have the convention. I forgot. And I forgot about these Expo pickup lines. There you go. Okay. How about, I always like that. Just that nice PG one. You know, when you're watching a fireworks show. Kiss me and you'll see fireworks. It's just something plain fun, you know. Yeah, that's just, okay. You know. That's okay. I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. I mean, yeah, it's not gonna get. It's not gonna get pick up no. anything, but you know, it's kind of you know no. sets the tone. I mean, it's not. A, it's not gonna carry as much weight as my brother knows Bruzol. No, no, no. That yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you know, you, 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 I I have to come out with the heavy artillery. Yeah. Well, you yeah you certainly come <laughs> out with the uh, the first one was a shocker. Uh, oh, piece. Of, yeah. <laughs> do you like crackers? Because I'm about to crack off a piece of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <you like>. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw you blush. Sounds as bad as when I asked for the big boy. <laughs> no, yeah, you want a piece of the big boy. All right. Well, you know what? It's um, I don't know what to do. We got uh, we got the we got the Steve Hauser interview, which is about fifty minutes long. We've been going here about oh forty minutes. We can call this one and we can reconvene in. Um, we're gonna reconvene in uh, at the NFA Expo at the NFA, Spring right. NFA. I got our next podcast. I got a couple things I wanted to go over, but we can save those for next time. I wanted to talk to you about this Beatles uh, documentary. Did you see this? The Get Back documentary Mm -hmm. with the Beatles? No? Oh, wow. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that, but it it might take a little bit longer. And also, I got Memories. Oh, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, you like this song? I do like that song. I sang this song at my eighth grade graduation. Not me personally, the whole class. Okay, I was going to say something, but I won't because it'll wind up on the editing floor anyway. <laughs> no, so it you can matter. say it. No, no. It's no. any worse than to break off a piece of I thought we shouldn't. I thought we couldn't swear on the podcast. I'm going to beep that. Oh, you're going to beep yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah. Gotcha. ASS, I'm going to beep that. It's, oh, okay. There'll be a dog barking right at that point. Oh, great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you hate dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So that's why I put them in there. Okay. So we got memories. I wanted to, We talked about this a couple of times. We wanted to talk about some fireworks memories that you have you know what because and i was thinking so and actually being here in cabo made me think that um you know used to go to cabo wabo and there'd be all those panties hanging from the ceiling they don't do that anymore i'm almost politically correct or well yeah there's no panties on the ceiling do you know hooters is changing their name to hoots and guys can work there and and I don't know if they're changing names of all the restaurants but they're going to focus more on these hoots restaurants and it's going to be more about to go and take out orders and drive through whatever and there'll be men working there too mm-hmm. it's just uh, things are changing john and, and we're dinosaurs and and we can't get that stuff anymore you know there's a van halen song or deja vu there's a million songs about memories so yeah uh, and i know you got a lot of good fireworks memories so I, I think maybe we'll save that for even next time or in april when we reconvene Sounds good. And I can even throw in a little banker memory for you. Or okay. Because you know, there's a lot of things in banking. Believe it or not, there's a lot of things, you know, like I remember. Would it be like a memory when you foreclosed on me? <laughs> not on you. I remember, I remember when we used to, when I used to work at a local community bank and the uh, C, uh, CFO or CEO, whatever he was, the, the chairman of the board, his office and the, one of our best customers, which was his best friend, would send a stripper every year for his birthday. The girl yeah. would go in there, dress glittery, just like those, all in glitter, just like those girls up on the on the mountain up there, and go into his office, shut the blinds, and go in there, shut the door, and you know, me and Spinola would be watching the show. 
Uh, you know, but they don't do stuff like that anymore. No. So there's a guy. I have a I have a lot of banking stories about stuff. They just don't do that anymore. And I'm sure you have fireworks stories too. Oh, yeah, certainly. Give me some time to think about them. Yeah. Yes, we'll give you some time to think about it. And like I said, we've been doing this for thirty something minutes. We gotta. We want to keep this one short enough to put the Steve Hauser interview in. But if you want to see the Steve Hauser interview. Watch it on our YouTube channel. Um, make sure you uh, rate us and call us and email us. I actually got a couple emails that people on the last podcast, they said that they couldn't hear me. Uh, so I was actually happy that somebody wanted to hear me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, because when I would, right now we're holding the microphone, so it's easy. You just do this. Yeah. But like when we were at, my, when we were at the studio the other day, we have the microphone here, and then I would turn away. Oh, yeah. And they couldn't hear me. So some people were complaining. I actually you know, it's like happy. Someone wants to hear. Yeah, it's uh, surprising, shocking. <laughs> I know. Well, they hear some more of those pickup lines. Yeah. <laughs> That's gold, John. Gold right there. I'm giving you. Fool's gold. <laughs> Fool's gold. Paul liked that one today. Fool's gold. Yeah, he liked yeah. that you one. You guys have been. You guys have been picking on me this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I know. know. Yeah. Well, Listen. we 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 are sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Don't, don't try it. But we're going to world famous Edis tonight, so I'm yes. excited. Uh, next time we talk to everyone, we will be at NFA. We'll probably do two shows. I'm going to stay there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay. You know, you and I will get out there. We'll bring some some hats. We'll get some stuff ordered. We got the metal signs. Kyle's working on our design. It's going to have something to do with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, you know, our NFA logo. We'll get all that stuff worked out. Uh, we got a couple uh, fountains, uh, overrated, underrated fountains videos coming out. Uh, we might even put a hot chocolate video out there just if we Oh, time. yes. Yeah, the, how the, a master class on making hot chocolate. I sat with Oscar the other day. Man, you got good hot chocolate. I know it. So that would be, be kind of fun see that. It is. I, I got to edit it. It's going to take a while to edit it. Uh, <laughs> we had two cameras set up like we usually do. Mm-hmm. But our buddy Louie, you know, God love him. He's always trying to help. Yeah, that's our good. buddy Louie was there like and I, I gave Louie the iPhone and I, this will be extra coverage. I said, get in there when we're doing this and this. But Louie would take the phone and then, you know, he's filming and he would film like this. And then he would turn the phone like this. And then like I'm like, I'm watching the footage and I'm like, he, it's going to give people vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> how are they, they going to watch this? Video? I'm going to have to edit get nauseous. I'm going to have to edit that thing for so long. But and you know what? Again, God love him. He, he helped us out. He, he tried, did help he, us out. He, he actually. And then there's a little a little disturbing image at the end where he drinks some hot chocolate. and It's all over his mustache. And he like, oh, okay. makes a, like an orgasm sound. It's not fun. And, and, and everyone knows that we're talking about El Chapo's brother. Uh, El Chapo's Louis brother. Guzman. Guzman, yes, Louis Guzman. All right, so yes, we will see everyone at NFA in March, March 16th through 18th at Mobile, Alabama. Reach out to us if you're going to be there and you want to inter- want us to interview you, you want us to talk about something with Steve, because I'm sure we'll grab Steve for at least one oh, episode I'm sure. yep. or half mm-hmm. episode, but reach out to us if you want to you wanna be on the show and you got something to talk about. When we were at NFA back in uh, Erie, we talked to some young guys talking about getting some blood, young blood into the yeah. That's business what we're talking about. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, anyway, once again, live from Casa Star, we are checking out, and we will see you next month. Adios, amigos. John, we're here with Steve Hauser, NFA Perfect. president of NFA. How you doing, Steve? Doing great, guys. How are you today? Good, pretty good. good. How uh, how were your holidays? Did you survive uh, like everyone else going through COVID and all that stuff? Oh yeah, we had we had no personal issues, and from a business standpoint, everything went along real well. I mean, it was 
it was super busy in the deep south. They had a New Year's down there to just set all the records. Perfect. They had perfect weather across the entire southern Gulf Coast, basically. Oh, nice. That worked out good. Yeah, I, there was no rain. I mean, I, I can't remember a time that the weather has been so perfect in the deep south for the Christmas New Year's season. It was just phenomenal. Were uh, people a little sticker shocked when they walked in or, you know, with the prices and stuff going up so much? You know, what I kept hearing from customers was they came in and they go, whoa, the stuff's gone up. Well, so is everything else. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I had, I, had, I had a number of customers, one of which he thought he had three times too many fireworks and he thought he'd overbought and paid, you know, high prices, you know, because of the shipping, you know, all being in all those wholesale costs. And he thought he was scared to death. He called me. Oh, it was around the 8th of January, and all he said was, wow. Yeah. He said, I don't have anything left. He said, I got wiped out. And he goes, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But I think what a lot of people did was they looked at how they priced. And, you know, that was the key. You know, it used to be in fireworks, inventory costs were so low that they'd multiply it by three. Because what they said was, you know, if I bought something for $10, you know, I got to sell it for 30 but it wasn't because of the math. It, they needed to make 20, right? They needed to make $20 off selling the item. So if they had a low integer, meaning $10 for the cost of the item, they had to have a high multiplier, three. So that got them the 20 bucks. Now people, you know, wholesale costs have gone up basically double over the last 24 months. And so they said, well, I need to make 20 bucks. Well, it cost me $20. That's a higher integer. So their multiplier didn't have to be a three. They used a two or a two and a quarter. Right. You know, most of them had their, you know, they had their leases and those didn't change that bad. You know, so what they said was, okay, so I sell it for 45, you know, and they make 25 on it. Well, before they sold it for 30 and they made 20, but they couldn't really sell it for 60. I think it's what they got smart about. And, and they were able to move the product. Yes, I mean, but once again, you 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 are losing your markup price. You know what I mean? So, um, and and also saying that, well, I need to make twenty. You know, where does that figure come from? You know what I mean? That's kind of what. Well, I that comes from however their math is. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. But you know, like percentages don't. You know, percentages are percentages. If you don't, you can't. If you can't keep them, you can't keep them. You know what I mean? So. That's basically what I figure. If you want to make twenty bucks on an item, but depends on what you got into it and everything else. So I'm, you know, when it comes time to mark up fireworks, you know, it was always a three time. Now it's a two, and it used to be seven times at one time, <laughs> you know. But uh, now it's down to three. Then of course you get a bigger case with two pieces in it, and you're harder to make that twenty dollars, you know. And, yeah, it's uh, just people are having to do a lot more, I think, in this. You know, instead of just, you know, it used to be patent. Oh, we'll just take it and multiply it by three. We're good to yeah. go. Yeah, you can't no. do that on the bigger case items. Just can't. No, do and no, because you, you, you take like something that costs a uh, wholesale costs 200 bucks. Well, you may not sell it for 600, yeah. but you might sell the snot out of it at 450. Yeah. But if you sell one of them, you're making $250. It takes a lot yeah, of sense. And that's kind of what you got to be happy with. But, you know, once again, it doesn't always pay the bills all year long like it was supposed to, you know. So it's, yeah, it, it's just up to the yeah. – it, and it's different parts of the country get different – Different get prices. Different yep, exactly.
Well, I think the good news is, though, even though the prices have gone up, people are kind of accepting of those bigger prices, and you're still selling. Sounds like you're you're not missing that much of a beat, and you're still selling good. Yeah, people are coming in our store. They're uh, they're buying, and the wholesales is you know they they squawk a little bit, but at the end of the day, they still need something to sell. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's the takeaway. I yeah. mean, you know, the the prices. Prices be darned, you know, the, the product is still moving through the system yeah, and yeah. The, the end users are still there and they're buying it. And, you know, we get we get prices bevied out. Well, we've preserved our market. We've kept our customers happy. And now maybe we can, you know, we, we start being able to get it for better prices long term. We start making some of those margins again. The customers are still happy and they're still there. So, yeah. you know, I think the fireworks industry is still thriving. So that's good. Yeah, good. That's, that's, that's a positive takeaway. Yeah, for everyone on this call, that's certainly good. Yeah, definitely. And, and then we talked to, uh, we did an interview with uh, Wilson Lamb a little while ago from Black Scorpion, Chili Fireworks. He was talking uh-huh. about some of the regulations there coming out of China, um, you know, focusing on like the government limiting certain factories to only produce certain kinds of items. Do you hear anything about that or what, what can you provide any information on that? You know, I I saw that on your agenda, and I you know my my takeaway from it from from the conversations I've had with people over there is I think what China's really trying to figure out is their own internal supply side. Um, you know, we've had problems with containers over here, right? Um, well, they've had problems with containers over there too, um, and it's trying to break up the log jams at their ports, much like you know we have the reverse log jam, we have the inbound log jam, they've got the outbound log jam. Um, and that's why you, you heard so much about getting containers back to China empty because they had they had goods they needed to get on cans. Um, and so they were just boating them back with air in them just to get them back so they could flip them. Um, also, you heard, you know, about the power outages. You know, John, did you hear about yeah, those? Yeah. You know, that, you know, they were there rolling brownouts and, you know, production was only available between this point in time and this point in time. I, I don't know, you know, all of that what's ultimately the truth, Um, you know, what's the real thing. I mean, what I've seen is over the years, factories have been consolidating and they've been focusing on areas where they're really good at meeting volume. Um, You know, and what we've seen in, you know, on our side as, as buyers is we've seen depletions of availabilities of some items. Novelties have always been a problem. Um, yeah. You're seeing it in the stick rocket markets. Um, and you see a lot of the factories focusing more and more on artillery, um, cakes, uh, fountains, you know, and, and assortments and trying to focus on some of those categories. And so I think you're going to see a drop in skew variety, um, you know, by, by variation. Um, because I think, you know, as a lot of the, People get out of the fireworks business over there as they, you know, just get old. Um, you know, I don't think the youth is picking it up quite as intently as they have in, you know, decades past. So I think, you know, maybe it's partly due to regulation, although I haven't really felt that. Um, I, I think it's due to just a general market shift in, in what the factories want to make and what they know they can make quickly and make good money on. Yeah, the rolling blackouts have kind of been a... Um how do you say it? Um, you know, conspiracy theory is um, 
you know, Chinese government doing the rolling blackouts uh, to keep production low, to keep prices high, give us the inflation back that we gave them. Um, there's been a bunch of talk about that. I don't really know what the what the end result is, but it does seem that with the new regulations that will be coming out in March or talked about in March from what I hear, uh, it's going to just make it that much harder for the average factory to do business. It's going to cost them a lot more money. So um, even if we see freight go down, I think we're going to still continue to see prices rise until, unfortunately, we lose the demand, which is – what we don't want, but I think that's what's going to really be the, the driving force to get the prices back down, you know. Yeah, the other thing that's hurting prices now is, you know, the dollar's been on a precipitous decline in the exchange markets since last November. Well, since November of 20. Yeah. I mean, you know, basically after that election was over, the seven to one exchange rate of the U.S. dollar to the Chinese RMB has never been seen again. Nope. Nope. And that's uh, a big factor. Yeah. So what's yeah. it at now? Uh, was it 6.2? Well, I can tell you real, real quick. Uh, he's, got the, he's got the thing right there on yeah. us. We need some of that. We need oh, some. oh, I've, I've, <laughs> believe me, I've, <laughs> for better or worse, this is what I know real fast. It is 0.2756. What was that again? 6.2756. Yeah, I watch it pretty much about every couple of days to see where we're at. But, um, yeah, well, and that's what someone had told me, too. Like, he said, well, your prices went up five times since July. I said, well, as containers come in and the prices go higher, um, there's nothing to dollar-cost average, so prices are going up. I have nothing left to, you know, dollar-cost average and absorb it anymore. And I said, but you look at... Uh, I said, China send, gives me a contract, and then when I get it, it's a surcharge for this, a surcharge for that, a discount for that. I mean, it just all adds up. They have no problem changing the price on me. I says, they change the price on me, I change the price on you. There's nothing I can do. I'm not absorbing any future cost anymore, especially when you don't have nothing in the warehouse from the, the, the previous years that you could offset it with. And I think pretty much all of us were in the same boat in July, we had nothing left, you know. Oh, yeah. And they, well, like you, like you said, John, I mean, they changed. The container rates went up five or six times after the 4th of July. Yep, yep. And that was between the 4th of July and the end of August. Yep. And, and they didn't go up in baby steps. They were going up thousands, thousands. of dollars a time. I mean, it was, you know, we were at, no, probably 4th of July, I'd probably say a good national average for a can that departed in the middle of June was probably somewhere around 24 grand. Well, by the end of August, we were at 36, 37. 7,000, yeah. And, and, and climbing, and, you know, so it was going up very quickly. I mean, it's like every week it seemed like you got some said, hey, we raised prices another $2,000. Oh, another $2,000, another $2,000. And pretty soon, you know, we tacked on another 50% in freight over – over a $24,000, number, and now you're broaching, you know, 38000 plus. Yeah, I think we got ours, I think we got ours set at like 555 a CBM, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's, you know, that's where we're at probably right now, you know. And that's based on 68, and we're not getting 68 in a container. And it's, and it's hard because you, like you said, I mean, you don't have anything to dollar cost average, so... 
you know, your freight factor is what it is. And you've got to factor that in because you don't know. I mean, after that last increase in August, what's to say that they weren't going to change it again in September, October, November, December. Oh yeah. Uh, But I think what we have seen, um, my gut tells me we've hit a plateau. Um, it, it, it looks like it's, it's starting to, to at least, if not go back down, at least it's not going up. And I haven't seen anything, you know, coming in and going up now for, for quite a number of months, which is, which is at least positive. Now, what is, what is your take on this, um, you know, in order to get shipping space? Now, a lot of them are selling off the containers to their clients. They've asked me a couple times, would you buy the container for 3000 and, um, you know, they talk about a shortage of containers, but yet they're willing to sell them for $3,000, which is a fair well, container. I would tell you they're probably not honestly selling it to you for $3,000. They probably say that, but they probably have three or $4,000 built into the freight number already. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I mean, I've, I'm, I've seen some of that. I've seen, you know, I've, I've gone out and looked at saying, hey, you know, if we bought containers, what could we buy them for? Um, and it's costing anywhere from six to $7,000 to buy a container manufactured over there. Yeah. Um, you know, assuming let's say, okay, so if it comes in, you know, I've got some dropship clients that say, hey, you know, can we buy the container? And, you know, historically what I've told them is I said, well, you can. Um, but you know, the nerve wracking part of that is, is what kind of container are you going to get your fireworks delivered in? Because the container line, a lot of times historically would send it in a well-used container. Yeah. Um, So you're buying top dollar on a can that you've never laid eyes on. Um, so I know that there's a, there's some demand out there from people to want to actually buy the can itself. Um, so I went out and thought, hey, if we've got a container shortage, why don't we take a look at containers and see what it costs to make some of these things, buy some, and then we could just tell the customer, okay, here's the freight, here's the can. Um, and I did have some people ask me, they said, well, I can get it from so-and-so for three. And I said, well, add the freight and the three and see where my numbers compare with yours, you know, because I'm not so sure that that part of that three isn't already in the freight number. But, well, according to based on the other freights, it seems like it's pretty much right in line. So, um, you know, we're selling them for four thousand. We bought three of them because I wanted them here and I didn't want to wait. But uh, yeah. so far, it seems like the freight's been pretty consistent. So, I just don't want any more, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. there's only, I don't need them. You know, they're they're a pain. I gotta have the guy come over and take them off with his big forklift and everything else and don't need to hassle. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's why I tell people, I said, you know, I've got some, I've got one customer. They actually have the equipment. They own the equipment because they got another business that they do as most fireworks people do, you know, um, they, they've got other things that they deal with. Um, but, uh, you know, if you don't have a way to get the thing off the chassis, that's, that becomes, that's expensive too. That's expensive. Yeah, sure. Rid of brains, hoist, you know, some massive container off. Yeah. Going down here so anything that comes in on the main line doesn't interrupt us. Okay. There we go. 
But uh, what uh, what about John was talking about that uh, if your container is sitting out there, they're unilaterally charging you know, like three hundred dollars a day. What was that? Well, it starts off at a hundred dollars a day, then two hundred, then three hundred. Um, any news on that's still in effect? Is what I heard. Um, haven't paid any of that, but. <sighs> You know, I, I tell you what's strange on that. Um, you know, they, they initially came out and they said that was going to go into effect in November. Yeah. And it was supposed to go into effect in December. Um, and, you know, then they laid that off from December over into January. Now, personally, I started aborting the West Coast when that started coming up, meaning I was just hellbound not to send anything to California. Yeah. You know, I just was looking for every other option. Um, the horror stories I've heard haven't been so much those costs actually finally getting levied at the port because they still have to get them into the port. I think the way that was supposed to be working was if it got into the port and was cleared at the port and wasn't taken within a certain amount of time, then those charges started compiling. Now, for the guy who had his can sitting on the boat that the port wouldn't even let come stateside, there wasn't a way to actually put that to that guy. He had literally no control over that. And even once it gets into the port, we have no control. Even at the port, we have no control. And, and that's why they kept delaying it. Because, yeah. you know, when we initially, when that first broke out, you know, the NFA, you know, we reached out. Obviously, I went to our Washington, you know, lobbying firm and I had him do some some digging around and he started talking with some of the big rail you know lobbyists and some of the rail companies you know like UP which is huge out of Long Beach um, BNSF and you know they have their contracts with the actual shipping lines you know so you know even like on a can that I bring in I can't force the rail line to do anything because they have no contract with me contracts with whoever shipped the can over Costco or whomever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they were making a lot of steps. The rail lines were making a lot of steps to help try to get stuff out of ports faster on their end. Um, you know, what was killing a lot of this was, you know, you hear all these truck driver shortages um, and they were truck driver equivalency shortages, not the, not the fact that there weren't actual physical drivers, but because of all the red tape they were encountering at the ports, instead of being able to get a container out in, say, 30 minutes, it was taking them three hours. So they're, they're producing one-sixth of the amount of work at the end of the day, because once their logbook's up, it's up. Stop, yeah. You know, they're hours on, hours off. And if in a normal day they could move, you know, say 12 cans, okay, that's one driver, 12 cans. So you got 12 cans per driver. Well, then what was happening was the driver was only getting two because it was, you know, three hours waiting to get it. He takes it somewhere, drops it, comes back, waiting another three hours, you know, and it was just that kind of a problem. Part of that was rail. A lot of it was port. So kind of the answer we got back was, you know, the once the ports get them cleared and hopefully these that's why they kept postponing that that edict, that number, 
because it was something that could never be met. There was no way that they could put that into effect, say, in November, because there was no way that that wouldn't cause people massive problems. And I have heard horror stories about people having some of those problems where they get the can and they get a back bill for six grand. Yeah. Um, but by and large, I think they kept bumping that to push it until the, they could get it to a point to say, okay, you got four days to get this thing off of here. If you don't get it off in four days, then you've got a problem. And I do know that that, that still affected people negatively in multiple industries, not just fireworks. Oh, no, just not fireworks. No, it's uh, that's very – and like you say, we have no control as a business owner what how fast we can move it at the port. We can't physically go there and pick it up ourselves. We can't do anything. So you're still relying on the port people and the drivers and everyone else around you to get it done. And then if they don't get it done, we're the ones paying the bill. So it really makes – Yeah, because they have – you know, so they so that's where they, they came up with some of that truck driver shortage was they were saying, okay, you know, normally they've moved 70,000 loads. They've only moved this many. And if a guy got, you know, so many per, then they backed into that and said, okay, well, we're, we're 50,000 drivers short. Well, you aren't 50,000 drivers short. It's just 50,000 drivers are doing one-sixth of the work that they normally did a year ago. So it's kind of a full-time equivalency shortage. What created the lengthening in time for them to get the, the cans moved? It was just jam-ups at the port. Jam just total jam-ups. It's, 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 it's jammed up. They've got part of, part of it was COVID. I mean, with California, with their ridiculous COVID mandates. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I was hearing stories about a, a guy in the, in the sky crane had to wear a mask. Yeah, <laughs> he's 300 feet or more above ground in a sky crane in a in a climate controlled box, and he has to wear a mask. And then, and the reason he has to wear one, and the reason the truck driver below him has to wear a mask is because he's loading his truck with the crane. It's like he's not anywhere near him. Yeah, he's California like, is just uh, making sense. They're all worst enemy. It's it's it's, you know. It's okay. I saw J Lo and Ben Affleck at the Super Bowl. They they looked fine. They didn't have a mask on, so we yeah. should be good to go from now on. Yeah, you know, at least I think. Knock on wood. I don't know, but I, I I think I think everybody's about tired. I think this COVID horse has been way overridden. Yeah, it's been still running that race. It's terrible. Yep. So then moving crazy. on to 22, 2022, I guess just a little brief. Uh, what you expect uh, moving into 2022? Do, do you expect these log jams to kind of level out and we go back to some type of normal? And uh, what do you what do you think is going to happen for the 22 season? I'm optimistic for 2022. Um, now that's garnering that against what we faced in 2021. You know, I I think we're going to be in better shape than we were in 2021 as an industry as a whole. Um, I don't think we're going to be anywhere near like what we were in 20 and 19. Um, but, and that's going to come into my quote for the day. Ah. We're going to, that, that, I'll save that one for the end, but it'll, it will, we'll, it'll loop all the way back around. <laughs> like Seinfeld. I was going to say, just like Seinfeld. There you go. So I, I think, I think personally, and, and, I, and I, I use this based upon what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing as an importer. Um, I think 2022 is going to be 
much better than 2021 was. I, I, you know, and I'm not talking about prices. I'm talking about movement. Um, you know, price is one thing, but getting the inventory is yet another. And, and I think from a, an inventory arrival standpoint, I think things are looking much better for 2022 than they certainly did in 2021. Well, I think things are looking better because we also got so many containers that came in in July that were due before. So that helped us in 2022. But yes. I still think there's, yeah, I still think there's going to be a big shortage because we, we're all starting from basically zero. Um, you know, I'm not sure what numbers you always kept on hand before, but our numbers were always up there pretty good. And now we're basically starting from zero. So I don't think, and I think it's too early to make that assumption because we have to wait till Chinese New Year is completely over and see what happens after that. Um, but right now, I don't see me getting in. I see myself probably going to be about 25% short of what I ordered just because we're going to run out. Of, we're going to time out, you know, especially if they're still taking longer than average to get here. So uh, I think it's too early to tell, but... Um, all the containers that I had to order based on our numbers from last year being out, um, I don't think we're going to get them all. I don't, I don't think we're going to. I think we're going to be about 25% short. But like I said earlier, in theory, if the budgets come in and a guy wants to spend a certain amount of money, he's going to get probably 25% less fireworks for his money right now. So in that case, you really wouldn't need you need 25% less. I mean, hindsight's 2020, but... I, I can see them, they got, um, we're going to have, we got March, April, May to get those containers rolling. And if a container leaves May 5th, I don't think it's going to get it before June 20th. I, don't, I haven't seen anything really speeding up. So I don't know. I think we're just going to time out. I think we're going to have about another bunch of containers coming in July. And, and I think to Steve's point, there's a, <clears throat> there's an old saying in banking, we just don't like surprises, right? So, uh, don't surprise me. I don't want to you know, tell me up front. So I think you can't be surprised by the shipping issues in 2022. So if you're aware of it and you compensate for it, you, you should be able to trying adapt. To. Right. Yeah. Well, you're trying to, but yeah. but you adapt and you you figure it out. And, and it you know uh, you know comparatively to 2021, which you know the shortage just took everyone. Unless yeah. I'm wrong, just everyone was surprised by that. But you know, COVID and all the other stuff just just floored everybody. So at least it won't be surprised this year. And you, you make, you make, you adapt. And, you know, like you said, people are going to, you know, if just sheer economics, if you spend the thousand dollars on fireworks last year, you're going to get 25% less if you spend the same thousand, right? Yeah. With inflation prices going up, all that stuff. And, you know, John, kind of to what you said, you know, that, that fits kind of with what I was saying. And I think it would be better because, you know, if you're 25% short, I think last year, I think we were in an industry probably 40% short, yeah. at least, you yeah. know. So, and, and, and yes, it, you know, a, a lot has been taken in in the fall that should have arrived yeah. for the fourth last year. Um, however, we got through the fourth last year, so that's water under the bridge. Yeah. And at least we started building our stock for 2022 much earlier than we normally yeah. would, even though we wanted to have that product for 2021. At least we're going to have it for 2022. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, you know, yeah, it's not it's not all, you know, roses and, and unicorns, as my daughter would say. 
But I think the end result is for 2022, I think we're going to find ourselves as an industry, hopefully in a better position than we did in 2021. Yeah, we should be in a little bit better position. But the buyers are coming out a lot earlier and they seem to be, you know, they're swooping it up. So we'll see what happens, you know. And we'll see how the inflation numbers continue to tick. I mean, that's going to, that's, that's, that's a scary thing. It means something. I mean, $4 for a gallon of milk, you know, now when you used to buy it for $250, you know. The price of gas, the price of cars, you know, my dealership's $11,000 surcharges. So that's all going to start coming into play on your disposable income, whether they like it or not. Yeah. Well, good news on the car front, you know, I get, did you catch that thing that GM and Ford came out and they said they're going to start forbidding dealerships from marking up over MSRP? And if they do, they're not going to send them more cars. Yeah. I thought, I actually thought that was a law years ago. And because I remember when I bought a 1990 Mazda Miata, the dealership said they can't mark it up. MSRP, what they were doing was they'd actually buy the car themselves and then, you know, basically resell it, you know, as a titled car to get the MSRP up. When I looked it up, there is no law saying that they can't do that. And now it just seems that everyone, I ordered one of those Broncos and, you know, they're paying 20 and 40 and 50,000 dollars more than the sticker price. So uh, I hope that, yeah, I hope that uh, happens. I just hope that they don't allow them to keep marking it up like that because we'll never get it. We'll never get a car. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the manufacturers actually going back to the dealerships and saying, yeah. this isn't a law thing. We're just telling you if you're going to keep doing this yeah. and we're going to stop sending you cars. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll find a way. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll make you buy the undercoating or they'll make you pay yeah. more for a floor mat <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They'll, they'll demand $10,000 $10, sales salesman's fee. Yeah, right. Yeah, they'll they'll find a way to they'll find a way to, to get Yeah, right it. now they're just saying surcharge, but you know, they'll they'll yeah. call it a different name. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Well, that's a good update. What's uh we're we're going to be in Mobile, Alabama. Yes. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about Spring Expo? Yeah. Well, Spring Expo this year, um obviously, you know, we we kicked this thing off in 19 um and we had a really nice expo in Columbus, Georgia. And then in 20, uh, we were holding the expo right as COVID hit. So that was really, that really pounded us into the ground. You know, it was unfortunate that, you know, it happened literally started about three weeks before the expo was the big COVID of of, of 2020 spring. Um, Then in 21, we couldn't have it. We were set to be in Mobile for 21 and 22, um, but we couldn't do it 20. 21, uh, the city of Mobile was very gracious. Um, they let, you know, the NFA out of everything. They understood. Um, we weren't the only ones still struggling with it. And um, so now 2022, we're excited to go down there. Um, we have an actual tour of the Mobile port, which will be part of the expo. Nice. So that's super cool. I mean, nice. uh, that's kind of groundbreaking um, as far as something the NFA has done. We've never had an expo where we actually got to tour a, an, an incoming import port. Yep. That three times real fast. That's included uh, in the cost of the, the expo? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 there. Um, all you got to do is, uh, you know, get signed up for it. And we have a, a RSVP for it, basically. Um, it's no cost. Um, the only reason we need to get a headcount of who wants to go on the port tours because we've got to figure out, uh, 
you know, we're setting up with the port all the busing. And they said that they'll provide the transportation for the people to get out there because um, they can't obviously have, you know, hundreds of cars pulling up saying, hey, we're coming in for the tour. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be done in a, in a much more controlled fashion. Um, but so uh, we've got that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that myself. Um, yeah, that'll yeah. be pretty cool. Um, and then um, we've got a uh, what I'll call kind of a social media marketing group that's coming in. Um, one of the things that the NFA members have wanted for a long time is some sort of a seminar or a class on how to, you know, increase sales via Internet, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, you. You know, John, you're in the, the business. I mean, if you go out and you try to do fireworks on Facebook, you're going to get shut down. You know, there's some words they just don't allow. Um, but this seminar, I think, will be this is going to be a brand new type deal. Um, the company that's coming in to do it is uh, um, very experienced in this kind of product marketing um, as far as anything over the net or over the web, dealing with social media, trying to you know, dodge some of those band word, you know, protocols. So I think that ought to be pretty interesting. And then uh, for the demo companies that are coming, um, you know, we've got this set up that the, the way it worked out, um, you know, some of the companies that typically you see do demos in the fall obviously aren't coming to this one. Um, and so what we're seeing is, is all the domestic guys that are coming to this thing they're going to get a 30 minute demo slot. Oh, wow. So that's huge. You know, so people that come to this thing are going to get to see a lot of product from domestic companies, view a lot of product from domestic companies. And I would lay dollars to donuts that these domestic companies are going to be down there shooting stuff that they have in their warehouse to deliver right then and there. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think is so cool about this expo. Um, you know, the fall one, does a lot of setting up for the following year. This expo sets them up for this season right now. And, and we talked about that earlier too, as far as the, the uh, spring expo is, hey, you know, make sure you get there because you're going to see product that's available and scoop it up, you know, especially, and this is another year that we're talking about like we did in 2020. This is another year to scoop up merchandise. Uh, from the people you, that have it and the people that and, and, and the uh, items you see. So, yeah, definitely. My yeah, we've got a great facility down there. We're, we're shooting. We've got the convention center and the hotel are together. Um, so that's nice. And then we're shooting at the uh, Arthur. Well, no, we're shooting at the Hank Aaron Memorial Stadium. It's the Arthur Outlaw Convention Center. And the uh, Renaissance Marriott Hotel, they're there together, is where we'll have the day's activities in the night. We go down to the um, Hank Aaron Memorial Stadium, and we'll have a great shoot site. And it's not that far from the hotel, you know, so we don't have those things where you're going a long distance. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think we've got some really fun stuff coming up in Mobile, um, and I'm looking forward to it. What are, what are the dates? Uh, it's the 16th through the 18th of March. It's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, the, the vendors are going to be coming in on Tuesday. Um, they'll be setting up trade show on Wednesday. They'll have trade show Thursday and Friday. And we're going to have demos each night, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then, of course, we're doing the PGI class. 
Um, that'll be, well, we aren't. The PGI class is being offered as part of the expo. Um, there's obviously the fee for that because that's the PGI's deal. Um, but and what kind of class is that, Steve? It's the PGI shooter certification course. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So people can come down there, they can get their PGI shooter certification right there. Oh, nice. That's good. I'm glad to see you guys are working together a little bit, which I think is important to kind of co-mingle, which a lot of members are co-mingled already. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the working relationship. You know, we, we like to work with uh, groups in our industry. Um, yeah. And it would be nice if, you know, all groups all work together. But uh, we like the relationship we have with PGI. We're thankful for it. And uh, it's, it's, it's good. No, good. Anyone wants to get info on that, they just go to your website, right? The NFL. Yeah, go to nationalfireworks.com, and it's it's out there. I mean, you know, I, I have a lot of folks, they'll, they'll text me, how do I sign up for the expo? I'm like, just go to the website. It's right there, yeah, you know, and yeah. then they'll text back and they'll say, yep, you're right, thanks. <laughs> you know, appreciate that. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and, and it's it's nice. Um, we're, we're trying to roll out more and more features um, electronically. We've actually, we're, we're getting ready to launch um, one to where members can actually go in and sign up more people in their company to receive the newsletter, you know, because we, were, we send the newsletter out now. It's electronic right now. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, John, you know, you're going to get the newsletter because your email is probably tied in your company. But if you want various employees to have it, especially those that may be coming to the expo, have them go out there and they can submit their email addresses and they'll receive it as well. Yeah. And, and, and long term, what we're trying to do is develop a true members interactive portal where they can go in and have a password that they could go in and then update their own data um, so that they can keep all their stuff current. Because sometimes it's hard, you know, think about all those times when you have a customer and he moves. And then he calls you and says he didn't get a catalog. And you say, well, what's your address? I've got it here. He goes, oh, well, that was, I moved six months ago. It's like, well, no wonder you didn't get a catalog. There you go. Exactly. You, you got to tell me where you moved. I don't know these things. You know, so, <laughs> so hopefully we'll, we'll get that, you know, that, that'll be, you know, obviously post expo. Um, but uh, yeah, that's one of the things we're working on. So hopefully we'll continue to see good changes. Looking forward to being in Mobile. I've never been there. Yeah, so me neither. should be cool. Have you been bringing most of your containers into Mobile now, Steve? Bringing most of your containers into Mobile? I haven't brought any into Mobile myself. Um, I know there's people that are moving some stuff towards Mobile. Um, yeah. I've brought, I've been moving into other ports around the country, um, trying anything I can possibly do to avoid Long Beach. Um, you know, with with all the congestion that's there, you know, some of these. Some of the shipping lines have now started to be willing to go to some of these other ports. Yeah. Now, at first, you know, people always said, well, you know, remember Ron DeSantis? He said, here we are in Florida. Come to Florida. We're open. We want your ships. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, I want you to get my containers, too. The problem is, unless the ship is going to Florida or is willing to go to Florida, there's nothing I can do about that. Nothing you can do, yes. But now what we're seeing is some of these vessels are more willing to go to other ports because they know they can get in and out of there. Um, and, and some of them are willing to run smaller vessels so that they can go through the canal and through the Gulf to get into places like Galveston, Texas, um, Mobile, Alabama, you know, and 
yeah. New Orleans, although New Orleans hasn't been one that's been really available to the fireworks industry because I think too many other people bought all the volume up too quick. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, anything to avoid California at this point mm-hmm. is, yeah. is what people seeing. Yeah, I hate going there myself just on business. I can't stand going there, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the other part of it, too, is also, you know, a rail system. You know, yeah. you know the, the rail lines have to be able to move things from those ports. Otherwise, you'll get it to the port, and then what do you do with it? You know, yeah. so it's, it's, there's been a lot going on in terms of transportation, and, and it's all been driven by, frankly, private industry. Um, yeah you know, to try to get a solution to some of these supply side problems that have affected not only us, but, you know, thousands of others, industries. Hundreds of So you, you alluded to the fact that you had a quote, what's your, what's your quote? How are we going to, how are we going to turn this into a Seinfeld episode? How are we okay, well, so the cycle is this, and I don't know if, uh, I mean, our, I see you got a baseball hat on. This is sort of like baseball, but it's tennis. Okay. And it's from Steffi Graf, if you remember Steffi Graf. I don't ever look back. I look forward. There you go. Perfect. So same we're not gonna look we're not gonna look back. It's 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 that the past is the past. We're gonna look forward. We're changing things in the industry. Um, the industry's going to evolve, it's going to to change for us, but I'm not ever going to look back. I'm going to look yeah. forward. That's a good one. I yeah. took that backup camera out of my car just for the same <laughs> reason. <No. laughs> you know, I saw a thing to talk about that. I saw a thing on a movie one time and or it was a commercial or something. And a guy had his wristwatch. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he took his wristwatch and he hung it on his rear view mirror. And he said, I, he said, you are in a time machine. And they were in a car driving down the road. Mm-hmm. And, Person said, what do you mean? He pointed out the front window. He said, there's the future. <laughs> and he goes, and then he pointed to the watch and he said, there's the present. And he pointed to the mirror and he said, there's the past. So we're all in our own time machine. It just doesn't go thousands of years into the future. Life yep. lesson. I like that. All right. I, I got one for you. This uh, kind of ties to the Super Bowl. Obviously, it was a couple nights ago. Um, see if you can tell me who said this. When you're good at something... You'll tell everyone when you're great at something, they'll tell you who said that, what football great said that. Walter Payton? There you go. Look at you. Fantastic. Walter Payton. That's a good one. Now, you just didn't secretly Google that, did you? (laughs) I did not. Hands here. (laughs) Computer's over here. Although, I have to say, you know, like when I'm kind of looking sideways, I've got my camera here, but I have to look over here to look at you guys. But I feel yeah. better when I'm looking at you to talk to you than I do looking at this, trying to catch you out of sight of my eyes. Yeah. That's all right. We, 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 we get it. So, yeah, Walter Payton. That's yeah. pretty good. Wow. And what was my choice? It was Walter Payton or you gave me another oh, football wait, great. On the, on the podcast, we, I, what I do is I'll get two quotes and I'll pick two people and I'll have John try to figure out who said what. And we had that quote. And we had the quote, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. And um, that one was said by uh, a, a Cincinnati football player, a Cleveland player, one of the two. But I think it goes back even further, like Mark Twain or something. I don't even know. But yeah. anyway, so John was – but the, John liked that, that quote, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, the size of the fight in the dog. Yes. Yeah, I, like I think that actually might have been a Mark Twain. 
Yeah. How I got to Peyton was because, you know, you guys are in Chicago. You're Bears guys. I knew you weren't going to quote – I was hoping you weren't going to quote somebody from the Los Angeles Rams. No. (laughs) Because that's California. That's verboten. Yeah. You guys yeah, all hate California, man. This this uh, yeah. recent, so, so recent so I, uh, I don't hate California. You know, actually, this, I I just don't like the politicians in California yeah. that mess everything up. But, <laughs> but I will tell you this, Steve, uh, that um, you know when I'm in California, which is quite a bit, I'm always uh, out and talking to people and stuff. And let me tell you, the politicians did a really good job at uh, turning the people into many politicians. So, um, they're all drinking yeah, Kool-Aid right now. They're all, yeah, they're all still drinking a Kool-Aid and they defend and, and nothing's a problem out there. So it is, it's very annoying, very annoying. So yeah, it's not only the politicians, but the whole state and the ones that are, the ones that aren't drinking a Kool-Aid are leaving the state. you know? Yeah. Let's and, just hope uh, they, let, let's just hope that they don't vote Kool-Aid votes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Now I don't know if, um, You've heard anything about what Ron was telling me about this gross receipts tax in California. Now, you talk about something so strange, and they're trying to get that passed. So that's uh, going to be very interesting. There was, yeah, there was discussion about that. I don't know if it's gotten any further, but there's actually talk of levying some type of gross receipts tax where you just pay tax on your gross receipts. Of two and a half percent. <laughs> Could you imagine? Company brings in $10 million, you got to pay two and a half percent before you even make a profit. Oh, to, oh, so they're saying like anything we'd import through California. They just say, no, it's a tax on, on, company, businesses. on businesses in California. Oh, businesses their, in California. Right, a, a state tax. On their gross receipts. On their gross of business, yeah. Gross oh, receipts. my gosh. And then they're still probably going to charge them income tax at the end of oh, the day. Oh, yeah. Just a, oh, an God. extra tax up above and beyond. Yeah, income tax on what you actually make, but a gross receipts tax is on what your company brings in. So if they don't all jump out of California after that, I, I'd be very surprised. I don't think They'll probably be able to sell it as a gross receipts deduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People will hear, they'll hear a gross receipts tax deduction. They'll be like, sweet. There you go. I got emailed to me uh, yesterday, uh, George Carlin, comedian, and he's, he's going on about how we renamed everything to make it sound better. I think we'll probably put that up on the air, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's everything, you know, and it's just one after another, what we call, you know, I can't even think of one. There are so many of them, you know, but there's all, we've changed all these names, you know, and I uh, remember that shell shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've, we've changed a lot. A lot of things have changed. I mean, you know, to, to adapt, you know, it's, well, to, uh, to, to, to make it, you know, I've to appease yeah. certain groups of people, and then before you know it, you lose any identity you have, and it's just vanilla. Yeah, he went on and on. There were so yeah. many of them. It was just, it was hilarious, right. you know, what we yeah. call different things now. You know? Well, John and I were in Columbus, uh, and we, uh, you, you were kind enough to give us a booth. Uh, you think we can grab a booth at the Spring Expo in Mobile? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, perfect! Thank we, you. We can uh, we can piggyback on that, uh, you know, on the uh, social media thing, and tell people how not to make money doing a podcast about fireworks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, maybe you can sit in with her, and and, and she can teach you some good hints. Yeah, well, yeah. we 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 are. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'd love to know what what else we could do. Our you know YouTube channel is doing well, so anybody is uh, thinking about going to Mobile, I'm sure we'll have some T-shirts and metal signs and. Uh, 
And uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, once again and, uh, and hanging out, right? Yeah, and hopefully it'll be a good turnout, which I think it will be. And also, like you say, a good thing to remember is if you're in need of product, this may be the place to see it and buy it. I'm looking forward to the tour of the Yes, uh, of I am Chile. too. I, I was upset that we have uh, in Chicago, they have Pinball Expo. I'm kind of a pinball freak. And okay. um, they do, uh, every year they do a... Uh, because Chicago is the pinball capital. Stern, Jersey Jack, all the big pinball manufacturers are in Chicago. And they do uh, tours of the factories showing you to make the pinball machines, but they cancel the tours because of oh. So you can go play pinball, but you can't go tour the facility where all the people are yeah. working. So looking forward to touring something. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think that porch will be nice. And then, you know, you're from, from basically where we're staying, you're 39 minutes to the white sand beaches of Dolphin Island. Nice. Perfect. Dolphin so, Island. Yeah, it's pretty areas down there. So, are you familiar with Mobile? Is it? Is it? Do they vote? Is it like uh, Crimson Tide? Is that? Are they all about the University of Alabama or? Oh, you know, down in Alabama, it's either Crimson Tide or Auburn Tigers. Right. Or Eagle. Um, you know, that's funny. You know, most people, most people that aren't really familiar with Auburn, think that their mascot's an eagle. Well, technically, their mascot's a tiger. Right. War Eagle is their battle cry. Well, and yes, uh, they do have an eagle that they, they have trained eagles, bald eagles that, that fly around the stadium and will swoop down to the 50 yard line to where the handler is. It's really cool. But uh, yeah, it'll definitely be uh, Crimson Tide and War Eagle. Old Tide. Put Dino on a 50 yard line. Mm-hmm. Put Dino on a 50 yard line. Let an eagle come by. Yeah, with a little Take snack. Some. Yeah. Get something out of his hand. <laughs> Mobile's a nice town. Um, I, you know, the other other cool things that are down there is uh, the Battleship Alabama is there. Um, I've toured it. Cool tour. Um, blows your mind away when you when you see the the mammoth size of some of these things, and you're just thinking, this is where these guys fought World War II. I mean, it's. I mean, and, and how they lived on that ship, and you just think, wow, you know, it's it's pretty incredible. So, you know, there's there's a lot of neat things to see in Mobile and have good seafood. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and the weather will be great. It sits right on the water. We are looking forward to seeing you, and uh, I'll uh, email you later. Thanks for hooking us up with a booth, and uh, we'll do whatever you need us to do. So look forward to yeah, seeing we you. appreciate that a lot. Yeah, thanks for coming on. The people appreciate People appreciate these talks. We had a lot of people comment about our interview with Wilson Lamb. They enjoyed hearing from that side of it, and, and I'm sure they'll enjoy hearing from, from you as well. So thanks a lot for jumping That's on. That's great. Well, thanks for your time, guys. As always, appreciate the opportunity to come on and visit with you. Talk thanks to you later. Soon. All right. Bye-bye. See you again. Bye. Bye.